Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I'm your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Amanda Penny, and here is a bit about Amanda. She originally started social media at the age of 12, where she was daily vlogging on her life on an Instagram account. She is most known as the 17-year-old podcast host. Her podcast is called Amanda's World. She runs produce, direct, and manage the podcast all by herself with no help. She she did it completely self-taught, and she's consistently learning as she goes along. She gained a very big following on it and has over 6.7 views, 6.7 thousand views, and it has been played all over the world. She has worked with a lot of bigger companies such as BuzzFeed, Barstool, Sports, MTV, Young Hollywood, just to name a few. She has interviewed tons of producers, directors, musicians, influencers, etc. And she does a thing on her podcast called Small Business Saturday. And then not only that, she's never missed a day of podcasting. And she started this back in January of 2021. She's been uploading every week since And she's also started a high school's podcast trend when it comes to social media and podcasting. She has lots of experience. So please welcome our 17-year-old influencer, Amanda Penny. Hi, thank you for having me on. I'm super excited to be here. My pleasure, Amanda. So I want you to walk us through your journey. What made you get into social media at the age of 12? Was it just something that you always envisioned yourself doing? Or was it maybe a life challenge or circumstance that pushed you that direction? So it's actually a really fun story how I started social media. I started off daily vlogging on this girl on my homeroom cell phone. I don't know, they thought I was entertaining. And if I ran an Instagram account, I would do well. So that's what I did. But at the time, I did not have a cell phone. My mom wouldn't let me get a phone until I was in the eighth grade. So for a year, I used a girl in my homeroom cell phone to daily vlog my life on random people's phones. And it ended up gaining a really big following. So like a year later, I got a cell phone and got full control of the account and just kept on doing it. And then I think the middle of my eighth grade year, I completely stopped doing it for mental health and um, made the account private and removed my huge following off of it. And then I guess a couple of years later, I came back into podcasting, but I still have the account that I originally started vlogging on until this day. So you started off vlogging using other people's phone that were supportive of your journey. And you started um, just sharing your life and walking people through. But it sounds like the overarching theme behind that was mental health. So was there something that you were dealing with personally, um, mental health wise, where you felt like vlogging was your outlet? So at the time, I was like, you know, I like wanted to be the next Jake Paul. I looked up to Jake Paul back then, like he was my role model. Like he daily vlogged, I could do it. So I was doing it. I just felt like it was a good way to like 
express myself because I, when I was doing it in middle school, I didn't really have a big friend group and stuff. So expressing myself through social media was the way I gained a following. But then um, I had a lot happen my eighth grade year. It ended up making all my accounts private and stopped doing things publicly for a very long time because of it. But now I um, do podcasting and I do want to go back to blogging eventually. So question here, what, um, if you don't mind sharing this and just being transparent and vulnerable here. So what happened to you in your eighth, um, eighth grade year where you felt to take your presence behind the scenes versus outwardly and public? Because I'm sure there was already a group of people that were following your vlogging and your overall journey. And when you kind of just ghosted, it probably is like, what's up with Amanda? So I was going through a lot emotionally, mentally, my eighth grade year. I had a lot happening at home. My dad just came home from rehab at the time. And my mom was in the middle of getting full custody of me and my brother at the time, which now she does have full custody. But then I was having trouble socially, emotionally and stuff. I um, have to take some medications for like my ADHD and my anxiety and they weren't working. And I was in and out of trying to find the right doctor. I was having a hard time with friend groups. I just left a very toxic friend group and only had like two close friends at the time. And was just, I was obviously just going through it. But now I think I'm the best I've been since COVID happened. My mental health has skyrocketed and I'm the best version of myself now because of everything that's happened. That is amazing to hear um, how you transition as well as hear the transformation that um, not only were you going through problems at home with your parents, you know, separating, you going to live with your mother on a full time, her having full custody. Actually, wait, sorry. I lived with my mom the whole time since everything happened. I've lived with her since my parents got divorced, but we were getting full custody in place because of everything that was happening. Sorry. Okay. Thank you for putting that uh, into context there, Amanda. So just living with, with your mother, you, your mother, and your brother. Um, and my grandmother. Sorry. I forgot to mention I love my grandma. Sorry. If I don't say that, she's going to get mad. And your grandmother. So um, just going through that there. And then plus trying to find different doctors for um for your overall mental health with ADHD, that can be hard in itself, especially when you're going through various um, circumstances that's happening at school as well as home. And just talking about ADHD, some people see that as a negative stigma, but it also brings people together because there are probably other students your age or other people that are dealing with ADHD. And now you could be the voice to let them know you're not alone. I'm here with you. So since you've been on this podcasting journey now, have you spoken up and outward about your struggle with ADHD and have others resonated with it? So I did an interview last year about ADHD, but it never came out. I don't know why I didn't, but it never came out. But I'm in the middle. I'm actually should be recording it next week on my own podcast. I'm doing a mental health episode with an influencer who's very close to me. And um, I'm going to like cover my um, ADHD and my mental health journey. I haven't done it yet. I want to really badly, though. I think that would be a great segment because there would be a lot of people that could 
um, resonate with ADHD and not just ADHD, but ADD, because they are different. And there are so many people who struggle with this, but sometimes they don't always want to talk about it because they don't want to have a label that defines them or is attached to them. Because in this world that we live in, people love putting labels on different things. But I want to kind of switch gears here, Amanda, and I want to learn um, how has it been working with some of the influencers that we mentioned early on in your bio, BuzzFeed, Barstool Sports, MTV, and Young Hollywood, and what afforded you those abilities? Because that's incredible. Those are some heavy hitters, girl. So it's actually, I don't know how I do this. I DM them on Instagram, like people who work there and be like, yo, I'm on a podcast. Do you want to come on? And I've gotten so many responses. It's insane. I just met um, Joe Lee live from Young Hollywood. I met Morgan Evans, the um, Team Wolf producer, um, host of Team Wolf after show host, um, host, sorry. And he works for MTV. I've met one of the makeup artists from the MTV show Team Wolf. I've met like so many people from Barcel, the list goes on and I have like several more stuff coming up with Barcel hopefully soon. Then um, BuzzFeed, I don't know how that happened. I just DM'd people again. That's what I do is I just DM and I get answers. Half the time I'll be sitting in school and my phone will go off and I'll be like, oh, this person just DM me. I'm going to go take this. And it's, it's funny because I'll just be sitting there and all these people just start DMing me. That's how it happens though. That is crazy. So I guess the power of sliding in those DMs has really worked in your favor because they're either going to respond or they're not going to respond. They're either going to say yes or or they'll block you. I've been blocked by some big names. Hey, that's, I guess that's the nature of it too. You're either going to be accepted or blocked because people may think that it's spammy. But the cool thing is that you are being courageous and you're really taking, you know, that ownership and saying, hey, you know what, this is my podcast. This is what I'm passionate about. And I'm just going to reach out. You know what, what they say, YOLO, you only live once, right? So when you think about your family dynamics and you think about, your younger brother, your mom, and your grandmother, what do they think about you being an influencer? Oh, this is a great question. I'm going to start with everybody's favorite. Everybody who's like follows me knows my little brother, Mark. He has a very big, huge personality on him, and he's not going to admit it. He supports me 100%, but to my face, no. He tells me I'm not going to get anywhere. He's the least supportive in the family when when we're talking as a family if it's just him and i upstairs in my room at night i'm so proud of you amanda keep up the great work oh my god amanda i'm so proud of you this is incredible but if it's in front of my mother uh no he hates it my mom she's been my ride or die since the beginning she supported me when i first started and i'm so grateful for her she's actually going to call out she's behind a lot she hasn't listened to any of my upcoming seasons she's on season three but um you know she's supportive in her own way then my grandmother she likes to go around bragging about me so anybody anybody she sees that like anything any of her friends like you know my daughter runs my granddaughter runs a podcast that's her but she's never listened to an episode so that's my family. And then my dad, I do talk to him occasionally. He listens to it, but like, I don't really like keep that much contact with him, but I know he does listen to it. That's super cool. And I would challenge you to do a behind the scenes video of Mark since he tells you privately that he's so proud of you, but publicly in front of your mom and grandmother, he kind of downplays it. So we'll 
it would be kind of cool to like go behind the scenes with Mark and Amanda and then I, sorry I would but he's made it clear that he doesn't want to be put on camera and he told me if he's ever on camera he's suing me so that's not happening but it, a girl could try oh wow <laughs> So he already kind of knows what his um, legal boundaries are, I guess. But <laughs> And um, have you ever thought about interviewing your mother and your grandmother on various topics to kind of just see their um, thought process? Because, you know, generation wise, you um, both of y'all grew up in different time periods, obviously, and y'all both have um, a well-versed idea of what's taking place in the world. And back then, I think it would kind of be cool to have those type of conversations, too. Well, actually, my I, I would have my grandmother on, but I swear to God, if I have on my podcast, she's going to get me canceled. I'm already betting the lady's going to get me canceled because like, if I get on a topic with her and she really doesn't like the topic, she'll just start firing at me and like fighting with me. And I don't want to be fighting with her on camera. My mom isn't that type of lady who would like want to come on. But like, I feel like if I had her on, I'd want to talk to her about like her job, about her. We um, we're very much alike in some ways, and then in other ways, we're not. Like, I have a much bigger personality out of my whole family, and then like, I don't know. Eventually, I'll have them on. The one that everybody wants is my brother, and he's made it crystal clear he's not coming on, or I can see him in court. That's what he's told me. So we'll see. Maybe in the future, I'm hoping. Who are some of the other social media influencers that you um, admire and why do you admire them? That's a good question. I've actually, one that I look up to is Alex Warren and I was actually in the middle of interviewing his friend and he walked in the Zoom call. I actually had to pause the audio so I could meet him. So that was sick. I met Alex. Then I look up to Brianna Chicken Fry. I think what she does is unbelievable. She's like on um, Barstool Sports, runs a podcast. Alex Cooper, I look up to her like there's no tomorrow. That lady's amazing. She runs a full-time podcast. Then I look up to my mom, obviously. Oh, she's not an influencer. But like, that's really it those three people okay so is barstool um one of your favorite shows because you've referenced it quite a bit so i just took note of that well um there's like a whole bunch of different podcasts on barstool and two of them that i listen to is call her daddy and plan Brianne cut and that's like kind of what inspired me to start my podcast was those two but my favorite like brand to listen to podcasts is i don't have one but i tend to listen to a lot of barstool stuff Awesome. And whenever you think about um, the podcasting industry, because things are definitely changing, have you um, decided on maybe creating any podcast swag or are you currently monetizing? I've done that. Actually, I dropped merch back in um, October. What type of merchandise do you have? Well, I'm trying to get a hold of the lady. She had something happen and I haven't been able to get a hold of her, but I have sweatshirt. Wait, I can get the sweatshirt right, right over here. Sorry. Okay, this is the sweatshirt. Okay, sorry. This is the sweatshirt that I um, created. It says a man of world on it. And then on the back, it has Mike, you're just living in it. And it's purple because that's my favorite color. Then I'm wearing, and I wear these everywhere. I haven't taken these off my arm, is my bracelets. That says a man of world on it. And then I have hats, bucket hats, sweatpants, t-shirt, no, phone charm. And that's it. 
That's really cool. So it's like you are advertising your brand because you are your brand. So you want to make sure that you have that out there. So that's great that you have merchandise. And then whenever you think about the monetization pieces, because there are some podcasters that are monetizing their brand. Um, are you doing that? So um, Anchor, I'm underage and Anchor won't let me make an account to get monetization. So I make my money's off brand deals, but I just got, I work with some bigger companies sometimes and I just got offered a paying thing for a company that I can't talk about yet because it hasn't been announced. And if I slip and say something, I could get in trouble. But um, I got a project coming up that I'll get paid for hopefully as long as I get approved. As of right now, I've been approved. So I'm waiting to get my next step. Congratulations on um, your future endeavors with that brand because that is amazing. And I know all about not releasing things before the time because we signed various NDAs, which are non-disclosure agreements. Well, I have no filter and a big mouth and usually run my mouth. So like, I want to make sure I don't slip and say something. That's why. Okay, <laughs> that is amazing. And then um, this question is going to be directed for people your age, Amanda. So whenever you think about where you are and how far you've come, what are some tips and tricks that you would like to leave new and upcoming influencers that are aspiring to make a difference? Okay, so um, one thing is, this is what I do. I've been doing this since middle school. This works amazing. If you're friends with somebody, but you feel like you just can't communicate with them through social media, block them. It's the best decision I've ever made. I have half my school blocked, probably for no reason. I can't tell you how many boys in my grade come up to me to add me on Instagram and it says user can't be found. I like if I feel like it's just not a good vibe, I'll block you. It's nothing against you, but I feel like that helps my mental health so much. And it helps you if you want to start social media to block out that negativity. I once again, I've been doing that since middle school works amazing. But if you like friends with somebody and you know, you can't communicate with them through text, block them. So then you're not like tended to text them. Another tip is don't change who you are no matter what. Like I didn't change who I was and never planned on gaining a following. And now here I am. I feel like just, keep doing what you do and it will happen eventually. Those are great tips. I always um, would like to echo, don't lose your identity seeking validation through people who are never meant to validate you or be with you on the lifelong journey because peer pressure is real, especially within middle school and high school and even adulthood. And sometimes people feel that they need to alter who they are to be liked by other people. But do those people really matter? And sorry, one thing, like I know personally, um, I go to a full-time high school too. So I'm an influencer and a full-time high school student. And I'll tell you that even though you gain a following at school and you're known for that at school, that's not what I always want to be known as. And that's what I'm pretty much known as at my school is being an influencer. Like, just don't change no matter who you are. That's one thing I've learned being a full-time high school student and doing this. That's really cool um, that you, that people at school know you as an influencer. So do you feel that you have to hold yourself up to a higher standard having the label as an influencer? Because Sorry. Because people are always looking, even when you don't think somebody is looking at you, they are, because they're trying to hold you accountable to see, are you going to walk it like you talk it? Are you a woman of your word? 
Yeah. Well, no. So originally I started off my podcast back in January 2021. A lot of people didn't know. Then this year, my school released an article about me and the whole school found out that I ran a podcast. So now, you know, a lot of the boys will be real here. A lot more of the boys at my school listen to me than the girls. And they all expect me to be like this big thing doing this, doing that. They can go to this with me. They can go to that with me. So they all expect me to be like all buddy, buddy with them, which there's a couple of them that I am friendly with. The rest of them only talk to me when they want something then the girls I don't really have like any close close girls in my grade that I'm friends with but they're all chill and they're supportive my two best friends are a grade younger than me and those girls are my ride or dies they support me no matter what and I feel like people expect me to be this great amazing person who doesn't have anything in their life bothering them but I do. And I feel like people forget that, like, even though I run a full-time podcast, I'm more than that. And people tend just want to talk to me because I run a podcast. And then something else that blows my mind is that there's a boy in my school who has listened to all 120 episodes of my podcast. And he's been marked as my number one subscriber on Apple. I know the kid. He, he listens to it every week. That also blows my mind. And it's just crazy, like, to think, like, my whole school listens to me. What they do, people send me screenshots. It's just, it's insane. I just can't wrap my head around it. And everybody's been so supportive. So what I would also challenge you to do is whenever you have a level of influence like that, if there is a specific message or partnership that you want to accentuate because they are doing incredible things, like, you can be that spokesperson, like, my I've done that before, actually. I just did that recently for a sexual assault company. I got all the information and gave it to my school for my health class. That's great because now it's like you are a brand sponsor and brand ambassador for that particular subject matter. And it's important to you. So like in your case with ADHD, you can use your influence to talk about ADHD to bring awareness on what is ADHD? How should you look for signs of it? How should you interact with somebody who has it? And why should the negative stigma be removed? I know personally, I'm very vocal about my ADHD. I think I call it my superpower. That's how my mom describes it. And personally, I feel like my ADHD makes me who I am today. Speaking of that, I unfortunately do have to take Adderall. been taking it since the age of six. And now I'm on impulse medication. Without that, I make some very impulsive choices. So that helps a lot. And to be real, I feel like anybody who's going through it, just go get the help you need. You'll feel so much better. That's what I've learned. When I was going through everything in eighth grade, there was this boy who actually got me all the help I needed. And if it wasn't for him, I don't know where I'd be right now. So like your friends are the most supportive people. Now, unfortunately, this boy and I don't talk anymore. We ended up having a huge falling out. But if it wasn't for him telling my middle school counselor that I needed help, I don't know where I'd be right now. So it, it wasn't for him getting me my help and bringing awareness to my ADHD. I don't know. And it's crazy because I feel like everybody should bring awareness to it. Like get the help while you can. Thank you for interjecting 
interjecting there. And it's grateful that he was your saving grace, but he was also a sounding board for you because he thought enough about you to get you professional help. And now it has definitely set you up for success because you have some more clarity. You're able to be grounded. And even though some people may not necessarily condone taking medication, the medication has helped you after you've tried numerous ones that didn't work. You do have a balance now. And as we begin to wind down, Amanda, I want you to leave the listeners and the viewers with some gems. And the first gem could be something that complements the core pillars of this podcast, which is to educate, inspire, and motivate. And the next gem could be a lifestyle gem, something that will encourage them to hold on to that specific gem while they're going through life's challenges, life struggles, and life's high points. This is funny. We do this in my speech class at school. Um, so I feel like people should motivate themselves to get the help they need when they need it. I swear you'll feel so much better. I learned that the hard way, but like I'm here now and the best version of myself because I got the help I needed. And then what was the other one? The other one is either a lifestyle gem where you either say a quote, a mantra, or something that someone could hold on to that will help them. Okay, I got this. So my favorite quote is from the Vampire Diaries. It's by Damon Salvatore. And there it is. There's no such thing as bad ideas, just poorly executed, awesome ideas. It's to go do whatever you want to do. Just run in with it. Even though it could be a hot mess in the end, it's worth it. I've learned that. And I've learned to live life to the fullest. Thank you for sharing that quote from the Vampire Diaries. And I think that's definitely going to resonate with someone as well as your other gem to go get help if you need it. And don't be afraid to ask for help. And Amanda, for the listeners and viewers who are interested in connecting with you, how can they connect with you on social media? And what's your website? Okay, so I have a website, but um, I check my Instagram DMs. That's the best way to reach me. My Instagram's Amanda underscore Penny underscore fourteen. That's probably the best way to communicate with me because I'll see it. I don't. I don't really check my email, so I feel like that's the best way to get in touch with me. Thank you. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of Gems Podcast. You just heard a seventeen-year-old influencer by the name of Amanda Penny, who has her podcast. Amanda's world and she has also done some collaborations with some big brands that we mentioned and some other brands that have not been mentioned today in this segment so definitely link up with her until we chat next time peace love and lots of blessings remember to follow your dreams turn those dreams into realities and don't allow life to pass you by because you were too afraid to take that leap of faith don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend we're on 40 plus platforms and follow us on youtube at gems with genesis amaris kemp for all things video content ciao Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, 
Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.